Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is Weekend Gardening for the first Saturday in September. It's a good thing. I didn't think football season would ever get here, but it's finally here. So that's that's the good news. <laughs> now, to go along with that, of course, because this is America, today is National Tailgating Day. <laughs> good morning, Lance. Good morning, and an appropriate day <laughs> How for How appropriate. They could have done that last week, but no, they no, knew. No, they this knew. This is the first week. This was it. So that the, I, I somehow don't think all those calendars quite get folded together, but every now and then, they do. So that's a good one. I I'm have to, because, you know, this is the Garden Mama Show weekend gardening, uh, two hours of green, whatever you want to call it here today. We're, we're going to let you name the show today. National Hummingbird Day. That's a good thing. Paul was, yeah, Paul was fired up about his hummingbird is he collection. Doing his, and yeah, feeders, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. His feeder collection surpasses everybody's. I've heard. <laughs> he's, He's amazing. So we have to get him to do some video and let us see. Yeah, that's what I you said. Know. You need to get some video. Yeah, yeah, of that yeah. Because I just got so many of them. Well, that's the point. Yeah. yeah. We the discussion of how much sugar can you buy at one time and not have anybody think you're making whiskey. <laughs> the hummingbird feeder's dilemma from at this time of year for sure. I I can't even. That, that's just the most fun to me. So many things are going on in the garden, and part of it is the anticipation of changing seasons, of course, because, yeah, it's not 1,000 degrees outside this week. But part of it is the way that seeds change. And as we are seeing the maturation of some of our seeds, things are a little bit different than you might expect them to be. We talk about how to save seed, how to hang on to things, oftentimes the question at this time of the year is how do you do tomato seeds and of course you you take the ripe fruit for that and and it's a it's a quite a it's a six step process as i recall it may only be five but there there some of them are simpler than that for example if you want i should say good morning to trey cuz this is his famous situation if you want those chives to spread everywhere just let them go to seed cuz they're going to come up all over your your garden no matter what you're doing they'll come up in the containers they'll come up everywhere so that's a fun one but it's also true that we have other seeds that don't behave in the same way i think about spigella because it it's one that is not carried in a, a mammal's digestive system it is not picked up by their the fur it's not carried by a tiny bird because it's, it's a big seed so how do they get spread around? Well, they catapult. They literally expel their seeds in a, a fairly loud, noisy manner, if you happen to be next, sitting next to the plant. But the impressive firepower of 
those particular fruits is actually surpassed. And this new study, I wish I could have seen this happen. I'm going to look for the video, and I may post it if I can find it. Duke University has been examining the seed dispersal of witch hazel. Witch hazel is one of my favorite plants that we don't grow nearly enough. It is a bloomer sort of it bloom i mean it does bloom but it's it's not one that you would you wouldn't plant like a row of witch hazel in order to see the flowers in very early 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 spring late winter you just like to have them there they're they're not as showy as some other plants but on the other hand when you walk out and there's this beautiful spidery looking yellow flower when it is frankly gray everywhere else you know that witch hazel is your friend it it is true 30 feet per second in half a millisecond. In other words, they can they had to measure this several times <laughs> to get the numbers right because there's so much of that. The um, the other part of it, of course, is that you can't see it with a regular camera, so we have high speed video, and I wasn't able to access it. Uh, Duke University doesn't like me, I don't think. I wasn't able to get them. I just wanted to see it happen. (laughs) Anyway, it is a spring-loaded launch, much like the Spigela does. And the mechanism in the plant itself is one that has been replicated for other purposes. So it's, it's it's a fun thing. Good morning, Jesse. Welcome in. You're in Raymond today. Yeah. Hey, listen. I want to grow poppies. All right. All right. I want to grow opium. I want to grow opium poppies, and okay. I also want to grow the California poppies. Okay. And have you ever heard of anything called a celandine poppy? I, sure. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, celandine, celandine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you can also grow Shirley poppies. You can grow Iceland poppies. <laughs> you can grow there. You can grow all the poppies, but all right, you do well, have to do it in the, the fall. What's the procedure for opium poppies? You Let's got, start with okay. opium poppies. Well, they're they're all basically the same. The timing. Some of them are are a little bit easier to get through the winter than others, but um, somnambula, the, the the opium poppies are easy. They are literally you start the seeds. I wouldn't because the seeds are hard to get and they're not particularly you know gigantic they're small seeds i like to start that sort of thing in a little container or even in a flat and then just scoop them out of the flat and and put them into the garden where you want them to be that seems to be easier for that one and for shirley's because they're a little bit thicker stemmed for things like the majority the, the overwhelming number of other poppies you can actually direct seed them if your seed bed is in good enough shape then when they come up you just literally thin them to three inches apart and you'll have a stand there, there's some beautiful. Have, have you grown California? I have not. I've grown California poppies? poppies in Louisiana. I've not grown them since I moved here, but they grow like an overwintering annual. They are a little bit more tender than pansies, and they won't put up with as much water. So <laughs> that's why All they're right. they're a good ones. They grow that in a container so you can move it where you need to out of the weather. It's not so much the cold; it's actually the wet that bothers them. Oh, okay, but but you're saying I shouldn't direct so. Opium poppies? I wouldn't, because the seed are too precious. Now, if you've got a good seed bed, absolutely, go for it. But in, if you ask me, if I, I've got a package of opium poppies and I want the most of them to be able to put into my garden, I would say germinate them before you put them out there. Okay, so they do transplant. I've heard they didn't. But well, they tra- they'll transplant they it. Transplant. They'll transplant for somebody like you. You're good. Shucks. Now, now the other thing, the other thing. Remember this, you know. I'm the insurance gardener. I'm going to probably plant half of those things direct and put the other half in a flat and start them that way because I I never want to lose all of them. 
Good tip. Good tip. <laughs> All right, honey. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, dear. Take care of yourself. Have a great day. That's fun. He's got a good garden, and we love hearing all that. We're we're um, it's funny how people you you don't necessarily run into people that grow poppies, but they do transplant. In fact, one of the one of my best poppy grower friends starts them in the Jiffy Sevens, the little things that are the the peat pellets that you water and and they pop up and then you plant in them. That's what he uses because he says it's it makes that transplant process much simpler because you're literally planting their whole system you don't have to dig them up at all so that's neat pam's in sardis oh my goodness now now we're getting some hummingbirds <laughs> that's fun you know that there, there's the the rain in sardis is one of those things that i'm just really hoping was going to happen at my house today i don't know I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not putting any money I on. I know it. it rained in Starkville last night. Yes. Because we were uh, on the air and Robbie Falk called and said, "Yeah, it was raining." I was like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> well, we were allergic to that. Now we we're going to break out in hives. Somebody had to go. It's raining. They had to actually tell you. <laughs> and frankly, that's what we want is for there to be lots of it. You know. So, let's see. Yes. Luckily, that, that's really very cool. I'm, I'm always happy to see videos and, and pictures of all sorts of things, and hummingbirds are one of my favorites. If you follow me um, at Garden Mama Nelly on social media, you saw yesterday the hummingbird moth in, in the lantana. That's not my lantana, but I did do a little film of some of it because it was so fun to see, and I'm... I'm I've, I'm very seldom approached when I'm taking pictures in a public place, but yesterday I was approached by someone while I was taking pictures in the public place, and he said, do uh, you think it looks all right? I could tell he was the gardener. <laughs> sure it does. That's why I'm taking a picture. My goodness. What in the world can you be doing in your garden right now? So many things. We've got, particularly if you've had the rain already or if you're getting it pretty quickly, this is the ideal time to go ahead and fill those pots up or turn that row over and get some beets into the ground. You know, we plant beets before we plant carrots. And, in fact, if, we, if you're planning, for example, to do a little bit of other major landscaping or if you want to plant that poppy bed or those wildflowers and you need to prepare the seed bed, this is the time to do that. And it's really, I know it's hot. It's not as hot as it was, though. And, in fact, once the soil has been rained in decently, once, maybe twice, then you have the opportunity to work the soil and improve it if you need to, but at the very least, help the tilth of it, help it be able to break up a little bit better so you can get your seeds going quickly. Nancy's in Lamar County. When is it best to plant English peas in our area? We've not been successful growing them in the past. There, there's some good um, English pea growers in in the southern part, in, like Lamar County, but there's also some in the northern part of our state. And I've found from talking to them that they actually do plant at two different times. You plant right before Thanksgiving. In, in other words, when the weather has cooled off a little bit, and it has rained a few times and you don't expect any more hot weather and you expect it to be winter in about a month, that's at the point where you're going to go ahead and plant them. And that's usually in Lamar County, that's going to be late November. So it's around Thanksgiving. Now, 
the story that I was told by the farmer there who planted them and grew them and has them each year, said, now, if that doesn't work, <laughs> I always like that, if that doesn't work, save half your seeds and plant them at Valentine's Day. In other words, we got to get cool weather. And English peas, whether it's Little Marvel or a, a shorter variety, Little Marvel is the one that you think of as on a trellis and is going to have lots and lots of peas up and down the trellis. That one is a real good performer, but there are plenty of others. But, for example, Little Marvel is going to take 70 days to make peas. So you, you want to make sure you're, you're going to have those peas ready to harvest before the weather gets, say, oh, I don't know, above 80. <laughs> Actually, above 70 for, for English peas would be better. But that's why you have to go ahead and get those in. The, the folks, for example, at the Tupelo, um, the Tupelo Depot at the market there, when I've been there and the peas were fresh, it's usually later because they do plant at a little bit Valentine's or even a little bit later because their summer doesn't encroach quite as soon as it would in Lamar County. So in Lamar County, it's basically just give them a try at Thanksgiving. If something happens and the vines don't make it and you get them, you know, it's freak freeze or something, I don't know, at the wrong moment, you can always go again at Valentine's Day. Okay. Love growing English peas. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have to tell you, Lance, I'm looking at Rich's tomatoes, and he's finally willing to admit that it's hot. <laughs> I don't know how he does this. This is, this is the magic of gardening. I can tell you all about what temperature it takes and what conditions it takes to set fruit and all these sorts of things, and Rich and Kentwood will just continue to defy all of that, which is delightful. I'm, I am taking down my last tomato the white currant is going today why is this because i have raised a beautiful crop of tomato hornworms on it and i have been filming them and taking pictures of them and they're about to destroy the whole plant so i've gotten the fruit off and today's the day it's it's going it's going down but luckily i have so many things to plant in that container that it won't be a problem not at all that's really pretty Rich, if you know the variety, tell me, is that heat wave or is that, I don't know what that is. There's too many, there's too many in the cluster for it to be that one. Anyway, they're working, they're, they're working very well. Working very, very well. Today, my friends, is um, National Skyscraper Day. I had no idea, but um, I, I didn't know we needed one, but there it is. And the good news about it all is that at this particular point in time, the robustness of the world's skyscrapers is undergoing a test. Do we want to know? <laughs> I'm not sure. The University of Surrey, though, says yes, you want to know. The safety of tall buildings is important, and exactly like what, you know, something runs into it, or it has a fire, or it, it's whatever all those kind of fantasies one can imagine. Is being tested by a model, and surprisingly, they want you to be reassured. If you live around skyscrapers, if you work around skyscrapers, or if you just have to visit them occasionally, it turns out that they were indeed engineered for bigger, greater conditions than we think for the most part. Sears Tower, for example, is one of the ones that they did um, in this. The, they, they do a model of it and test all the stresses. And I like that as an example. There are other ones all around the world involved in the test, but because we're actually in the same longitude as Chicago, it's good for us to be aware that 
they're testing at extreme conditions, the ones that we are unfortunately not only likely to see but have been seeing. They've worked on reinforced concrete flat slabs and checking out how it's working and whether it's working. And guess what? It's pretty much working. Now, the good news about all of that is that the engineers have been very, very busy making sure, I guess they're figuring we're going to have to build a whole lot more tall buildings because we're now testing coffee as a performance booster for concrete. All right, now, I, I want my I want I want my coffee in my cup. Thank you very very much. But engineers in Australia have found a way of making stronger concrete using the roasted used coffee grounds. We do need to do something with those. Yes, we put them in the compost, but if you are a, a coffee shop, you have way more than you could compost. So um of course because it's you know, got to be a funny little bit in here. We have a double shot at life for the espresso grounds. Yeah, well, I, I have a triple shot in my frou-frou coffee this morning. So it's not really a frou-frou coffee no, if think you have three shots of espresso. Yeah. And I do have a Gatorade IV and uh, <laughs> another Mountain Dew uh, you know, IV, too. I've, he hasn't I got been an, to sleep for yeah, like three an, days that's now. My, that's my NIL deal I'm working on. It's Mountain Dew IV, just to just roll it around with me where I, I go. Like I it. love it, though. I like yeah. it. You get to a point of deliriousness where it's all, it actually is you know, enlightening. Sleep deprivation, <laughs> no, sleep deprivation I'm, I'm can kidding. definitely be that way. No, it's, uh, that it's, way. I've been getting plenty. Too funny. I, hope, I sincerely hope so. Well, it was Roma. I started to guess Roma because of the size of this cluster, but I, they were just not pointy enough. you got nice round Roma tomatoes, Rich. Mine are usually not quite that pretty. Very cool. Anyway, so much going on today. we got a lot to talk about. Your texts, your phone calls. My garden, your garden, his garden, their garden. That's what we're all about here on the Garden Mama Show. Stick around. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Do you ever feel like you're in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators are sure you'll always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Energy for everyone, propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com today. 
If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda Super Quiet Generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient, so you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassle that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service on Highway 471 in Brandon or call 601-824-0074. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. This is Grant Callen, founder and CEO of Empower Mississippi. This is a big moment for Mississippi. It's election season, and another four-year legislative term is just around the corner. We've made real progress as a state, cutting taxes and improving our education system, yet there's still a lot of work to do to ensure every Mississippian can rise. So come join us for Unleash Mississippi, our third annual policy summit at the two museums in Jackson on September 14th. Get your tickets today at EmpowerMS. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. First Garden Mama show. Thank you, Lance. Appreciate it. Very I good. love it as much as you do, though. So <laughs> good. <laughs> I love watching him 
you know, in the it's live ones. It's really he's, he's amazing. How calm somebody can be and have that much going on How, with it, their truly, fingertips. Truly. And I, I, if I was his stylist, I will have to say, I probably would have given him a better hairdo in a couple of those. It's kind of, you know, it was the time. you had great hair, too. It You're like, Mason, you got this great hair. If I had that kind of hair, I would not allow that to happen. Well, I, I'd have the Marty Stewart thing going on, man. Um, I'd have that. Yeah, now, look, that's where yeah, it's at. That's right. <laughs> that's absolutely where it's at. I did, in, I did really appreciate um, seeing a couple of pics of the Dolly concert with him and all that going on. It was really wonderful. I'm glad they were able to do such a great, such a tremendous great job at fundraising. That was marvelous. And didn't she look beautiful? Goodness gracious. I guess she always does, though, huh? Welcome in now. We've got a couple of things that have popped in on the text line, and I'd love for you to join us there. 601-879-4395. C Spire provides that for us, and it is really a wonderful, wonderful thing. You can call, of course, 888-808-8637 on the Supertalk call line. Now, these are just beautiful. This, this whole business, zinnias and butterflies, everybody says, where's the butterflies? Well, we found them. They're at Greg's in East Yazoo. <laughs> They're beautiful, Greg. Good pictures, too, by the way. Um, you, you, you're a good photographer, and they're beautiful subjects. That's marvelous. But he also says that his more than 50-year-old big old pecan tree is dropping pecans, and they're not ripe yet. The tree looks good. The tree is, is still in green leaf. Would it help to water because there's been no rain in East Yazoo. You know, it, the tree will shed some if it's too dry to ripen all of them. And if it's holding on to the others, yes, water will help. If you've dropped every one already, then it's not going to make any difference this year. But you, you may want to consider next year, if it's equally dry, starting to, to water sooner in the summer. But if you've still got nuts, and it they because the, the tree will usually shed, and then about a week later they'll shed more if they have to. It's just my, my observation. I don't know. I can't cite any research to tell you that that's how it happens. But they'll slough off some, and then they'll slough off some more. So if they haven't lost all of them yet, go ahead and start watering. I think that would be real smart. Kathy's in Zone 8, growing Brussels sprouts. Yay, Kathy, that's wonderful. You know how much I love my Brussels sprouts. She repotted them into larger starter pots. They can't, She ordered them. She got them in plants, and she got them in, and the direction said to put them out a few hours every day to harden them off, which is a very good idea. In, in our case, it's to uh, get them accustomed both to the humidity as well as to the heat because they got to get used to those things. And they do need light to grow, but you don't want to overwhelm them with sunlight when they're just little babies like this. So she's doing exactly the right thing. So that's so smart, Kathy. That was good advice, and you followed it. How long do I need to wait to put them in my garden with temperatures backed up to 97 and 98 next week? Well, if they're growing fast and they're giving, they look like they need to be taken out of your second pot, you can go ahead and plant them. If you want to wait another week, I don't think there's going to be any danger of that as long as they're still able to grow. What you don't want to do is have them in that small pot so long that they stunt. So that's because that'll slow them down and they'll actually just sit in your garden. Now, when you put them in the garden, if you do it and it's going to be 97, 98, which I have done before successfully, I'm going to give you my two tips. And this goes for broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, kohlrabi, anything like that that you're trying to put out, particularly in Zone 8 or anywhere that it's going to be more than 90 degrees during the time that you're trying to get it to grow. We're going to have to do a little bit of shade at the late afternoon side. In other words, on the west side, 
we got to put up you can do anything you can you can put something over the plants or you can just stand something up at the end it could just be branches that you cut off of another thing you know another plant you needed to prune for some reason or you can literally make um, I've seen people, this sounds funny, I've seen people do this with the soccer goals that their kids didn't need anymore. They just get stand the soccer goal up, put some, some screen on top of the, the woven part, and, and use it that way. What you're trying to do is cut down the amount of late afternoon sun that's going to get on them. That's point one. Point two is get yourself a little sprinkler, not a, not a soaker hose, because you're going to still water these plants just like you would every day for a while. But get yourself a, a sprinkler Put it in the middle of them. Put it on a timer, and let them let it let them be misted lightly. Just their leaves getting wet at about eleven o'clock in the morning, maybe two o'clock in the afternoon too, depending on how hot it gets. But that really does help. If you can break up the day for them with a little shade and a little moisture, they're going to not shock. They're going to not over over wilt or overgrow. They're going to do fine, and and your transplants will will be successful. So I think that's great. Um, yes. Mac and Meridian wants to know if you can harvest pollen from male pumpkin plant blooms. You can get them from the females. You can get them from the males to the females. Yes, you can put those together. You can do that physically yourself. Um, I would like to hear more. (laughs) I want to know what pumpkin you're growing and why it didn't get pollinated. (laughs) But that's another story. Um, y'all are getting, sending us videos and whatnot. That's so much fun. Let's talk to Ed. Welcome in from Ovet. What's going on? Ooh, Vidalia onions. How you doing this morning, Garden Bible? Very well, thank you, Ed. Uh, I just got a couple of questions there again. Me and my father, he's seventy-six years old, giving me advice. Uh, first thing is, he says I can't grow Vidalia onions around here, and I told him that's just a lawsuit between Vidalia, Georgia, and Vidalia, <laughs> Louisiana, over the name. And the second thing is. I have tried to plant them in the spring. He says plant them in September mm-hmm. and then start scratching the dirt away from them in May. So help me out here. Oh, that's good. He's, he's got good advice for you. The other thing that uh-huh. I've seen people do is to sow the Vidalias thick in the same way that we would mm-hmm. do any other, like a granex that we would grow in the fall, and then mm-hmm. because then you're thinning out green onions along the way. And eventually you want those to set about three inches apart. But you can plant them thicker if you want to pull up greens sooner than next May. And then by okay. if you fertilize, usually we, we, we usually fertilize onions about the point where, you know, they're going to be maybe four or five inches tall. And then we don't actually fertilize again, but we do it by putting it in the row next to them. You know, you don't feed over the top for onions You feed because you're trying to feed that bulb. And you do that again in right. about February. Okay. Um, so, yeah, now so the, the, the I'm going to tell you that your dad is right in one – he's certainly right about how to grow them, but I'm going to also tell you that he's – gosh, I, I don't want to get into a family fight here. But, <laughs> you're not, you're but, not. <laughs> but, but your dad is right that it, it may not taste like the Vidalia onion from Georgia. You're right that there's lawsuits about it. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are both right. true. Two things can be true at the same time, but we do have good soil for onion growing. So I would say go ahead. Now, and if, can and I if you if big you, softball ones here in South Mississippi, no, they won't be that big. Wait. They're not going to be that big. Okay. Now so you now next spring next spring night. you'll call me and say this thing weighs three pounds, and I will say you win. <laughs> but okay. Thank you so much, Carmel. Thank you. They will probably be. Oh, about the size of a tennis ball if you're really lucky, because we don't have that particular 
you have you have sandier soil certainly in in your part of the world in Ovet than I do it in my clay world, but it's still there's just limitations. We have a lot more water. We have there's just other circumstances that make it a little tough to get that gigantic onion that he's talking about. Although it is fun to try, I'm not like I said. Call me next year and tell me you did. I'll believe it. You know. <laughs> Oh, hey, Corinne. Thanks for being in here today. She's on the text line. She dug up Queen Anne's lace in the spring. Is it the fall that you plant them? Yes, you can certainly plant them in the fall. No problem with that. Seeds or plants, actually. There's uh, just something about our fall weather that is so much better for most of our perennials that we want to grow from seed. Things like coneflowers and, and black-eyed Susans, you know, um, all of these that we, the things that we consider wildflowers in the larger sense, you know, things that we would hope would be a field full of flowers at some point. If you can prepare that field now, coming along in the next few weeks, you can plant a whole host of things. From, from the, the you know that are both native and not native. The poppies obviously are not native, but you can plant them. The cornflowers are not native, but you can plant them. You can sow all of these other wonderful things that I'm so fond of, coneflowers and and whatnot that are easy to germinate. You if you have a plan for a space, then certainly you can go and start your plants and and be organized that way about it. I'm not saying not to do that, but I am saying that if that's not your style. And you can prepare a good seed bed, you may as well do that. I'm always in favor of seeding a little bit more heavily out in the seed bed than I would have done if I was planting a flat because, well, there can be le less germination. On the other hand, you can have excellent germination and you find yourself out there trying to figure out what to do with the excess. That's a good problem. I like it. Oh, Rich, there are never too many tomatoes. I'm getting in my car when I leave here today, and I'll be in Kentwood. No, 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 no don't worry, I'm not. <laughs> but that's beautiful. They, they grow for, they give away. They, they grow for, for market, but they also give away at least as many as they um, have ever, you know, had anybody come to get. Oh, my goodness. Jackie and Brandon, good morning. Thank you for being here. Do we fertilize azaleas and gardenias in the fall now? No. Um, if you if you have some that are just in need of root feeding, you could use the the old what they used to call winterizer or fall feeding formula because it has almost no nitrogen at all, but it does have phosphorus and potassium and other trace elements. So yes, you could do that, but it's not it's not one that we nor normally do, and it's not one that we necessarily have to do unless the plants are in serious need of it to have some other they have some other problem going on. Well, it's not like we needed some more insects, but here they are. The University of Gottingen. I think I'm going to start. I, I took pictures of cicadas. I took pictures of um, tomato hornworms. I keep taking pictures of, I think I'm going to start doing the bug of the week. What do you think? Or, the, or maybe pest of the week would be better. Because we, we do see beautiful insects, but we want to we look at the ones that are not so gorgeous, at least in their intent. Uh, in our, our places. Publishing in Zookeys, you know, the uh, the taxonomy folks, the people that name things, the people that, that do all of this, are famous for giving us English that doesn't necessarily go with what they're talking about. When you talk about walking sticks, you're, you're thinking of one group of insects, but it, but there's also leaf walkers, all right? And there's some interesting things that they've just discovered. Seven previously unknown species known as 
walking leaves. So we've gone all the way down the the spectrum of these names now, and that's what the taxonomy people do. They do belong to the stick and leaf insect order because they're, you know, they look like twigs and bark, or in the case of these insects, they look like leaves, which is probably why we didn't see them before, or we didn't separate them into good enough categories to be able to use the apply taxonomy to them. They are cryptic species in that they cannot be determined by just looking at them. Um, Their differences. They have to actually do more than that. But new discovered species from Borneo, from Vietnam, uh, from Java, and from the Philippines. There's a few in India, and they're concerned that they might die out, but we've got plenty everywhere else, it turns out. Now that we know what to look for, we can look for them and then count them, too. So that's very cool. Mabel, welcome in. What's going on? Hey, Mabel. Uh, hey. Uh, I want to know what this is and how can I get rid of uh, It's on my gardenia, my hydrangea. Okay. It's a white. It's white. And it, uh, my daughter, she sprays it, washes it off, but it comes back. Is it sticky? I didn't say. Okay. You want to have them. Well, okay. If it's, I would think it's probably something that that is one of the insects that weaves its own little nest. It's thick, she said. It's what? It's thick. uh It's real thick. And it comes on them. And with... And she wash it off with the hose pipe and no thing is back on them. Okay. Do you have any spinosad or any insecticidal soap at your house? Yeah, I have some soap. Okay. Use dishwasher uh, detergent. No, this is going to be the one that was from the garden center. The insecticidal soap that um, you may just have a spray that says that that's a house plant spray, even or one of those things. What you need to do is get mm-hmm. her to get it off, and then we're going to spray the plant. Now the chances are good it's going to rain at your house because it's probably going to rain at my house this 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 week sometime. And at that point, it's going to wash off, and that'll be a really good time to rake out whatever's underneath it in case there's any of the critters in there. But go ahead and get her to spray mm-hmm. with an insecticidal soap. Just tell her that. She'll go pick some up. It'll be good. Oh. Okay. Okay. Now, listen, i got to step aside, but you, can you hold on for me? Because we got to uh-huh. step away, but we'll come right back to you. Okay. Mabel's going to hold on, y'all, because guess what? we got more to talk about. Here's how to welcome back to Dog House Living. We're talking with Bob and Jenny. So what's next with your dog house? Well, we're going to put on an addition. We've got a litter on the way. And I don't know where we're going to put all of them. Be careful, Bob. You're already in hot water for not calling 811. You don't want to get busted for littering. Folks, stay out of the dog house. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Hundreds of thousands of Mississippians like me. Like me. Depend on public benefits for health care, food, and, and housing. housing. To receive these benefits, I, I cannot have, have more than $2,000 in my name. 
with able I can save for my future without losing my much needed benefits. I couldn't plan on savings before, but now I am able. Visit MississippiAble.com to get started. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at MyElementWealth.com. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one in durability and owner experience. They're designed for easy operation and feature performance mesh detachments. Right now, put zero down and get 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 on select equipment. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Divinity Equipment Company on Highway 51 in Madison and at the end of Spring Ridge Road in Clinton. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Consumer Cellular's award-winning customer support is 100% based in the U.S. And you are 100% based in the U.S. That's something you have in common with Consumer Cellular's customer service. Consumer Cellular's customer service likes pizza. And you like pizza. You want a free month of service, and we want to give you one. We obviously can't wait to hear from you. Visit ConsumerCellular.com slash free month and enter code free month to get your second month free. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Promotion is subject to terms and conditions. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. It's been said that time waits for no one, but that's not completely true. Hi, I'm Cameron Aubrey. Since 1920, our family has been privileged to serve as Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. For decades, generations have trusted all Britons for engagement rings, anniversaries, and those special events in life. Time has certainly changed our world. The internet, smartphones, and social media have revolutionized how we research, communicate, and even shop. At All Britons, we've grown with you. At AllBritons.com, you can search, shop, and find the latest in fine jewelry. But for those who prefer the personal experience, you can now shop the all-new Albritton's 4460 Old Canton Road in Northeast Jackson. With new displays and the latest designer jewelry, we're located across from our old home in Highland Village. Still the same Albritton service you'd expect, but now bigger and better. You've waited for us, now we're ready for you. Come see what's new. Albritton's 4460 Old Canton Road in Jackson. At Albritton's, Albritton's Jewelers. So glad you could be with us today. This is really the time of year that everybody thinks about what am I going to do? What's going on in the garden? And we've got lots and lots of questions, thank goodness. Mabel's still on the phone. Hey, Mabel, what else did you want to mm-hmm. know about? 
And like um, since it's been so hot, all my flowers practically down away. Yeah. What, what should I do for to my roses? Like they looking for you. That's a really good question because, in fact, our friend Alan Owings just wrote an article about that this week. We've had a lot of folks with roses mm-hmm. that are just struggling. The thing to do is mm-hmm. water them slowly and deeply. And if you need to, for example, I've got one that has, is already reblooming again, so I'm going to go ahead and keep it mm-hmm. deadheaded so it's not putting out too much energy trying to open. The flowers are just tiny because there hadn't been enough water, even though I water them. But this is the time of year, mm-hmm. really, to be watering them. Make sure your mulch is intact. And if you need to prune a little bit, if they just you can't get them to you know perk back up, it's okay to take a couple of inches mm-hmm. off. But that's all you need to do for them. They're going to be all right. Don't don't fertilize well, my, uh, and don't panic. <laughs> okay, my, my gardenias they got blooms on them, but they won't open. So I figured it's because of that white. Yeah, well, that's the water. It's probably the water, too, because they they can't open their flowers if they're not getting watered. Uh, She waters them every day. They're in the pot, you know, those big stone pots. Well, it Mm. it could be a pest problem. I I wouldn't be surprised if if the pests don't don't slow down that opening. But if if she's watering that big pot that the gardenia's in, putting the hose in there and watering it, count to 10, let it water that much, and then fill it back up to the rim, that's enough. You don't need to water every day, but every other day, heavily and deeply, will help a lot. But I think when you get this, whatever this mess is, it's either mealybugs or it's spittlebugs or it's some kind of um, other critter like that. Once you can slow them down, I think the flowers will come along. Okay. Okay. Y'all have a good Labor Day. Tell her, hey, thank you much. I just love people's daughters take care of their stuff. Mine does that. That's, you know, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Um. <laughs> you even got, uh, Clary, she even worked out a, a, a new logo. <laughs> yes, she did. Yeah. It's the best one she yet. She loves her mama. <laughs> I'm so glad to say yes, that's true. I'm a lucky person. Um, there's, there's a Mac, I will reply to you here at the next break. He lost his radio. We're talking about pollen and pumpkins. Rich in Kentwood is just overwhelming. This is so much fun. Oh, my goodness. 90 tons of food to the food pantries from Rich's place. He heard me talking good about him, so he had to send me the number. 90 tons. That's 90 times 1,000, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a yes, 90,000. That's how many people showed up at a volleyball game. That's exactly right. For Nebraska, yeah. 92,003. So, man, that is, that's how a fun. lot. That's a lot of people. If you put the, the tonnage into people perspective, that's a lot of tons there. You're right. <laughs> so. You're absolutely right. And it, and it is that much. It uh, it's um there's there's just an ast- we eat an astounding amount of food. I realize everybody wants to talk about how much we waste, and we should worry about that. I'm the first one to say, you know, eat those leftovers, cook that thing into something else, you know, <laughs> take that rotisserie chicken and make some broth when you're done with the bird, you know, all that sort of stuff. But we do we do indeed eat a lot of food, and I've got a couple of stories about that that we might get to in the next hour. I think because it's Labor Day, they all of those sorts of um, stories come out into the to the news, even though it's not quite green news. It is interesting. I just wish I could say that we eat that many tomatoes, you know, and, and instead of uh, some of the other things that we tend to eat. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I, I do want to leave a couple of things. We've got a, a guest coming in, so I want to leave a very sweet taste in your mouth. I don't want you to leave out of here and think you can't uh, 
come up here and join us for the next hour because we're going to have a lot, a lot of fun. If you are a Begonia fan and you have not already done so, please get yourself on my newsletter list. I will send you the newsletter till the end of the year for free. That's right. Because you're going to tell me you're going to subscribe in January. You don't have to wink when you say that. Okay. Um, there's one of the other things, of course, that's going on is my begonias are just all doing beautifully. So I wrote about four begonias yesterday for the newsletter. And I, I hope that you're I hope that you don't take them for granted because we have different ones that grow differently and they do different things. And um you're exactly right, Rich. I thought about that and I didn't I didn't want to guess. Yes, a ton is two thousand pounds. So ninety times two thousand. Yikes. Oh my goodness. Five Italian cypress trees at Janet's in law's house. Three still look frozen from the win- winter. And two are growing a little bit of green back. What should they do with them? Should they trim the dead from the partially dead ones? The first thing to do is to to check them, to see if they're alive. Get onto some of those little twigs that are green and make sure that they're green underneath their skin. And it's not just a a flesh that's not ever going to turn into anything. So make sure they're still alive. Check the stems and also check at the base of the tree that there's to see if there are any cracks in the bark that would be coming up. It would look like it erupted from ground level. It would just be a crack that had opened that was not there before. Those are not going to recover. And the chances are good that if they have not put any um, leaves and stuff on now, if they're still looking like they did last winter, the chances are that we've lost those. But double check. Make sure that there's not some life there. If there is some life in those ones that have a little bit of green on them, yes, by all means, take off the part that is not, not still alive okay okay i love when we get math corrections this is delightful Ooh, hilda can we talk to hilda is there time hilda come on in what's up okay my hydrangeas i had three or four and here over summer and they didn't bloom much but i need to prune them i think when do i need to prune them are these the big round flowers do the plants have big round flowers what? Some some of them are. Maybe a couple of them are. And okay. A couple of them are the flat, those flat top ones with, oh, the, with the lace cap. The edge, okay. Both the lace cap and the big round flowers yep. um, really need to be pruned right after they would have fl- bloomed. So if yours usually would be blooming at this late, you can prune them. Otherwise, you're going to need to wait until next year because they bloom on the wood that they grew this year. So if you cut it off, they don't have any flowers next year. Okay. But if they still got a bloom on it now, you can cut those off. You can trim the. You can trim any flowers off. Sure. Okay. No problem. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Good to hear from you, Hilda. Take care of Hattiesburg for us. Well, now we're now we've proven that neither of us are math majors, Lance. We've got um, all the corrections. <laughs> I heard that, and it went right past me. I'm just... Anyway. Let's see now. Oh, Spencer. Spencer has my bugs. (laughs) Hey, Spencer. Spencer says, over the last three days, something ate the stems only on some grape tomatoes, kind of shredded them. Yep, that's what's going on. And uh, there's no... Only stems... Not the tender stem or the leaves as cutworms would do. Any ideas? Yes, you're 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 seeing 
the secondary round, you probably got a cocoon in there. You're about to have some more hornworms probably break out because when they begin taking the, the branches down, if you can't find that particular critter, you're going to need to search for it. But the good news is cut off the damaged part, and if no more damage happens in a week, then you got it, okay? We got a lot to do. We're going to talk to, good grief, y'all look now. If you're on supertalk.tv, you get to see this. We're going to talk to him at 9 o'clock. Wake him up now. Tell him to come on. Stick around. This is the Garden Mama Show. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, and even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. That's MSPropane.com to learn more. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream. The new degree of comfort. Hi, this is Keith Halsey with Halsey Insurance. As your local independent insurance agency, we guarantee fast answers and friendly service. When you have questions, we're here with answers you can trust. Our specialty is home, auto, life, and all types of business insurance. Partnering with the top insurance carriers, let us shop your insurance and do the heavy lifting. We'll find you the best coverages with the lowest rates. Call 601-856-7707 or halseyinsurance.com. That's H-A-W-S-E. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, online at baroniestreepros.com. It's Alyssa Arbuckle, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Democratic Party's candidate for Secretary of State, Shawaski Young, announced plans to withdraw from the race due to health concerns on Sunday, leaving Republican incumbent Michael Watson unopposed. Young had been notified mid-August that the State Elections Commission was going to review whether or not he met residency requirements necessary for him to run for office. 
Watson has recused himself from that process since, for obvious reasons. There's proof out there that he has voted in California in 2018 and 2020. So the question is going to be, you know, uh, let's make sure that this this health issue is is documented by a doctor. Uh, And I don't know why the, the commission wouldn't accept that. Watson says the election board has five days to accept or reject the affidavit. And if, if nothing is done, then that becomes a question. Can the state board of the uh, state Democratic Party even replace him? Statute's not super clear on that issue. So just as it's not clear on the timeline they have to, to send a name. We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Are you looking for ways to get involved in your community? AARP Mississippi has opportunities for everyone. Whether you like to volunteer with others or work independently, you can volunteer at your own pace on projects that you're passionate about. It's a way to make an impact in your community while also making lifelong friends. To learn more, visit aarp.org slash ms or call 1-866-554-5382. Paid for by AARP. Republican incumbent Governor Tate Reeves will face Democrat Brandon Presley in the general election in November. If voters choose to give him another term, he told us eliminating the state income tax will remain his top priority. Now, Mississippi has the fifth lowest amongst the 41 that have one, and I'm proud of that fact. But I'd like to see Mississippi join Texas and Tennessee and Florida, eliminate our income tax, because those are the states that we are competing with for new jobs, for better paying jobs and for people. And they have a competitive advantage over us and my goal is to eliminate that competitive advantage to put Mississippi in a position where we can get even more new capital investment and even more higher paying jobs. Presley wants to eliminate the grocery tax and cut the car tag fee in half. The 7% tax on groceries in Mississippi is the highest in the nation. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Kickoff for 2023 has arrived. Ole Miss will open the season at home against Mercer. The first time these two have met since way back in 1911. The Rebels won that one 34 to nothing in Macon, Georgia. Kickoff is 1 o'clock at Vault Hemingway Stadium. Airtime is 11 a.m. on the Ole Miss Football Network. Mississippi State will open at home against Southeastern Louisiana. And the kickoff there is at 3 o'clock at Davis Wade Stadium. And 1 o'clock is the airtime in the Mississippi State Football Network. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles will open the season at home against the Alcorn State Braves. They'll have to keep their attention on Alcorn State and not look ahead to next week against Florida State for the Golden Eagles. They'll meet them for the fourth time against Alcorn State. Kickoff is 6 o'clock at M.M. Roberts Stadium in Hattiesburg. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Faster relief, you can count on back for qualified first-time buyers. Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and his wife, Jenny. Now, have you furnished your doghouse yet? Well, actually, sleeping bags work well. But the dog takes up most of the space. Well, at least he doesn't snore as loud as you. Sounds rough. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. 
Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Three teams in the Southeastern Conference have already played their opening games. The rest of the schedule looks like this for today. Ball State will be at Kentucky, taking on the Wildcats. Virginia will be at Tennessee, taking on the Volunteers. UMass will be at Auburn on the Plains. West Carolina will be at Arkansas, taking on the Razorbacks in Fayetteville. UT Martin will be at Georgia to play the Georgia Bulldogs. New Mexico will be at Texas A&M. Alabama A&M will be at Vanderbilt. The Commodores are 1-0 after the win over Hawaii. Middle Tennessee will be at Alabama, taking on the Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa. And then the Battle of the Carolinas Saturday night, North Carolina versus South Carolina. And then on Sunday, Sunday night at 6.30, the LSU Tigers will open their season against Florida State. I'm Dixon Williams. It's the Super Talk Sports Mississippi. of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. Yes, indeed, it is Labor Day weekend. We would be remiss if we did not acknowledge that we lost yet another old rocker. Um, I, You know. Yes, I've seen Jimmy Buffett. Yes, I've been introduced to Jimmy Buffett. And no, I don't like Margaritaville. <laughs> JT's here. We're going to talk about other stuff, but we were talking about that, so we figured we'd let y'all in on some of that conversation. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Nellie. Thanks it's for having me. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Absolutely. This is so cool. I've been holding this up, you know, because we're trying to get more people to come into supertalk.tv. And frankly... As someone who majored in English and horticulture, I can tell you that people need grammar. We need grammar badly. But this is the easy one. You don't, no one will ever know. <laughs> Just take it out of your pocket and look at it. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to talk about this this morning and talk about everything else that you're doing. I, I, you know, I'm never going to be um, an artist, and I'm probably never going to have uh, Le Duchamp Shakespeare published me either, but i got to tell you, this is a beautiful, beautiful little piece. This is not an easy thing to do, and you've, you've done something important, and it, now we can give it to everybody. Well, thank you. Know, you. We, we can, uh, well, we can sell it to them, but we can pr- produce it for everybody. <laughs> when you decided to do this, what was your motivation? Well, that's a good question. So when COVID really hit in March of 2020, I was actually visiting a friend, my co-author and illustrator, uh, Francis Milam, and you talk about the art. It's amazing. If you're on Supertalk TV, you can see it. She's um, astounding. Hey, he, let me let me he, do one thing before you guys get going because I'm I got sorry. A, no, I got a We're, camera shot, and it's going to be your left side, JT, right under the mic. If you can do it like the oh, toward the, scr- to, to the camera on our left yeah. over there, yeah, give me a little bit more of a turn <laughs> to your left on that. Lower. 
a little bit there lower. You go, a yeah, little and lower. Just, that, that's about the height. Oh, now. this is great. Now mm-hmm. turn it toward me a little, so I, I want to get it in the shot. There we go. Another way. We're, we're we inside. We're inside there radio we go. for you. So there, there there's a, and the more you you can see that, yeah, there we go. Now that's turn this amazing book with amazing artwork, and it's I mean it is a really cool thing. And you have to be I, backwards. Turn it towards me. Yeah, but we'll work on there the we'll work on the there show and tell You're a little perfect. better. But we're starting it up. Y'all get to see his cool T-shirt. Yeah, and the cool T-shirt too. I was commenting on that, but I'm gonna let y'all get back to work here. Thank I just you, wanted sir. to let him Thank know you. what we got here. For for folks who are wondering what happened to the Garden Mama show and don't ordinary people who listen know that this is what I do. It's gonna be whatever I want to talk about, and y'all are nice enough to listen. But there is some, there is a reason for this. When we talk about how we explain things to ourselves, part of what we don't realize is really, really simple grammar makes all the difference in the world. I'm not going to start into, you know, eat shoots and leaves. I'm not going to do those are because the comma is another thing of mine. We'll argue about that another time. And that will be in 2.0. It'll be in in 2.0. But talk to me. How did you all decide what the biggest problems is? What we have here, folks, is an absolutely beautiful opportunity to know the difference between two things that are so often mixed up. How do we mix those things up? Accept and accept. Circling back um, to how we kind of formulated this idea was we were out there. I was out there. She lived in the hills. And um, I got stuck out there because of COVID, COVID. and mm-hmm. the plane situation, all of that. And she's a professional copywriter. You know, I work in the journalism industry. And she said, hey, while you're here, you know, I'll pay you if you want to do some of my editing for me. And I said, well, i got nothing else to do. We can't go <laughs> sightseeing. The beaches are technically closed. Um, and so I started looking over some work from this publisher. And I said, you know, it was fine to edit. It wasn't very fun, but it was fine to edit, make a few bucks here and there. And I just started thinking and then later that night we were hanging out by the pool and we started talking about instead of editing all this stuff for them why don't we just pitch our own idea mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. there's a lot to the english language and a lot that people mess up um but if you have a secret weapon or it all easily laid out or easily taught mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. it's not the hardest to remember um it can be if you're not taught it correctly. And so we started spitballing and said, yeah, I think that uh, we should work towards the most common mistakes in the English language, make some cool art, and pitch it to the publisher. And so a few weeks later, I got back to Jackson, and um, she reached out to the publisher, and he was willing to hear us out. And within 10 minutes on a Zoom call, he said, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do this. He, he said, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Leia Desi on Shakespeare, they're based out of Victoriaville, Canada. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Beforehand, they mostly created products that were for foreign exchange students. So people so this is perfect. learning mm-hmm. different languages, mm-hmm. um, English one of which, um, when they go to said country. And so he said, I think it'd be great for that group, but it also could really open up our American market. Because not only is this great for foreign exchange students, it's great for the average fourth through you know, twelfth grader. Well, um, and I I do think that that fourth to twelfth graders, but I think that every, every adult every needs level. it in their pocket because we don't express ourselves, we don't communicate. I am, I'm really lucky. I've been able to do this, and I I say lucky. It's not lucky. I worked really hard to get here, but at the same time. If I had not been read to every day from before I was born and given books to hold on to and chew up, you know, when I was tiny, I probably would not have embraced it in the way that I did. And I think many, many people sit down to write a report at work 
and you, if even if you've only got to write two paragraphs, if you don't know whether to use capital spelled with an A or capital spelled with an O, you're going to look dumb, and you don't want to look dumb, right. so you don't write the report that you intended to write. I think we'll get better ideas if we do grammar better. And so, and that's what you've facilitated here. You hit the nail on the head. Yes, I want this in every student's mm-hmm. uh, backpack, pocket, whatever, because it is great for if you're writing papers. But everybody needs it. I mean, I was having lunch with an attorney friend recently, and she didn't know that we did this. Um, and I gave her a copy, and within five minutes of lunch, she sent me a, pic- a picture of the affect effect page. Is it everybody <laughs> yeah, in my everybody. industry needs this? Yes. And it doesn't matter, you know, if it's school papers, social media posts, articles, books. These mistakes are bound to happen. And one of our goals is to translate that it's nothing to be anxious or overwhelmed by if you it is important to get it right yes because nothing invalidates um, nothing invalidates your project more than a typo you know if you see a great Facebook post exactly. like, man I want to share that but you spell W-A-N-T W-O-N apostrophe T um, it invalidates it invalidates but it's everybody. a hard language and this is supposed to be an mm-hmm, easy tool mm-hmm. you know backpack briefcase purse pocket have Off it with you doesn't matter what you do and it just makes get it a right lot of sense. it makes a lot of sense now mm-hmm. here's the other hard question what else do you want to write <laughs> if it was up to me, yeah, you know. <laughs> it is up to you. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> y'all, for those of y'all who don't, y'all recognize his voice, right? Y'all know who I'm talking to? Okay, good. We'll, we'll just move on. And, um, you know, I, I love the journalism sector. I went into it for a reason. But, of course, one day I would love to have um, – collection of short stories published Ooh. or possibly a novel here or there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i've done a bunch of research because time you know i wish i had 25 hours each day instead of 24 just more time um and i started looking into grisham it was like how the heck did he start writing <laughs> when he was a lawmaker and um i found a really good piece on him where he said yeah it was difficult uh, lots to do but what i made myself do was i wrote one page a day yeah and eventually, you do one page a day, 365 days in a year, you got a novel. Yep. And so true. we're gearing towards that. I have my hands in a lot of different baskets from the newsroom to pocket grammar to um, a sports show under the Super Talk mm-hmm. label mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But one day, you know, one day I may be able to wake up at home and just write. Well, I think that um, I, this is a bold statement. I've never said this before. Y'all, I've never said this before. <laughs> I really believe that the short story is the next hot thing. And I say that not because the world has gone to short attention span theater, but because the people who are writing short stories now are writing tremendous stories and you don't have to write 370 pages. You don't have to, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm in contract now for a book that's bigger than I think it needs to be. So I, I understand what you're talking about, the difficulty of it, but it is true that if you give yourself the opportunity to be disciplined, it's like weeding your garden. If you write for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour a day, if you weed your garden or do something out there for 30, it becomes part of your bones. Yep. You know, it becomes your DNA, and you can't not do it. You just have to make it a ritual. Um, and it's important. And it's also, it's also the part of you that lets go of the other stuff. Well, you can write about all the other stuff in a different form. Let go of it. And you talk about short stories. I was very fortunate in college. I had a fantastic advisor, Kevin Wilson. He's uh, everything he puts out is New York Times bestselling, but he's made his living on the short Mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. He's figured out that at least his readers and many readers across the nation and the globe, they prefer to connect the short stories. You know, he'll write 
10 short stories in one book, but they all connect at the end, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just a different form. It's, it's, a different, it's a different form, and it's one that goes directly to our episodic way of absorbing things. Yes. So it makes and a lot of sense. And speaking of absorbing things, that was one of the main reasons that Francis um, and I were so adamant on the art in pocket grammar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a sister who's a teacher, and she does use pocket grammar, thank the Lord, Um <laughs> But we were speaking one time, we were like, everything is just black writing on white pages. Um, yes, That's that gets true. the point across, but if you're going to have these in schools, let's make it a little more fun. Mm-hmm. Francis mm-hmm. is a fantastic artist, as you can see. And if you're out there just listening, not on TV, go to thepocketgrammar.com. You can see all of her illustrations, some sample cards. She tried so hard with her art to make this fun for whoever is using Pocket Grammar. And we're uh, going to roll out some... As you can see on the on I the, love it. I think it's so smart on the front page or both pages. It doesn't matter because it's a flip flop kind of book. Yeah. By the way, this has many many pieces to yeah, it. Yeah. You have um, the pocket so grammar smart. superhero, so um, grammar man. <laughs> We're gonna roll out grammar man into stickers because nowadays all these kids are carrying around water bottles, and so if say a fifth, <laughs> we've been talking about stickers. Yes. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yes. So this is perfect. Yes. So say a fifth grade class, they get an order of pocket grammars. Each kid can have a sticker of the fun art and put it on their water bottle. It might further connect them to the product mm-hmm. and to wanting to learn English. I'm, I'm telling you, y'all, they already got us with Wordle during the pandemic. Me too. But but I'm I'm every day. I'm, I'm yep. I, I don't crossword anymore. I wordle, and yep. that's really a shock to my system. But I like it better. The, these things that came about from the pandemic, though, are deeply thoughtful, and that's really what I I so appreciate from this particular publication of yours. Do people buy it from the website, or how do we? Yeah. How do they get it? You buy them ten at a time, by the way. Or you can <laughs> give them away. Yeah, yes. my Thank mom's you. buying them by the Thank gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is the ideal stocking stuffer, y'all. Come on, don't miss this chance. That's right, ideal stocking stuffer. And we every Christmas we'll do a little uh, 15, 20% discount if you want to put yeah, in stockings. So just go to thepocketgrammar.com. Yes, you can buy it. Um, you can buy just one or you can buy 100. Buy them for everybody you know. I and don't I'm care. I'm going to tell you that grammar is spelled G R A M M A R. Because a lot of people don't spell that correctly. That's right. That's and I had a teacher I had a teacher in college. His He was Professor Grammar, but it was with an E. Of course it was. And he was an English how teacher. How frustrating would that have been for him his entire life? Oh, my goodness. Well, we're not going to talk about how to write in water, but I did want you to know that this whole subject is the other part of my world that, you know, I'm, I'm the person with the lists of adjectives so that I don't use the same one too many times in a book and all of those pieces of the puzzle. The first publisher that I ever had, who was also my editor for a book that I wrote all by myself, said if she took out every third adjective, I was pretty good. So I get to talk in more, shall we say, seven or eight adjectives in a row is not unusual for me around here. Well, that's what editors are for. And that's editors make you sound better than you are. And we talk about invalidation. Don't you hate when you're reading a novel and you see a typo? You're like, don't you have like ten editors? <laughs> where, where have y'all been? What's going on here? I, I belong to a group of writers that, um, quite frankly, if you pick up the first typo on the menu at dinner, yours is free. The rest of us have to pay for it. And I, I, I love your interest in this. I know you have 12 books working on another, correct? Yep. Yep. So thank you for highlighting pocket grammar. Well, the writing is something that I'm not able not to do. 
I, I told them when I was five that I wanted to be a writer for when I grew up, and they all laughed. And my mother said, you better do some living first or you won't have anything to say. And I think that's how I ended up uh, getting out of the academic end of it and going into horticulture, because I really did want to write about the things that I actually care about, and that's plants. So. And I think uh, Hemingway said something similar. I'm paraphrasing, but I think he said something as the best writers are the ones who have lived. Yes, he did say that. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be like JT when I grow up and get a nice shirt like that. Oh, from that's a, dead a good tour. One. I went to Dead & Company tour. Well, this I was, told him that you would love the shirt, it's too. It's a good shirt. This was their farewell, their farewell yeah, tour. You know how bands unquote. nowadays, they do Every seven year. farewell yeah. tours. It's um, like store going out of business sale. Yeah, and, you know, an article recently came out on jamband.com. I know John Mayer is looking to go uh, a little more focused on his individual work. But an article came out, and they said, well, we said it was our farewell tour. We didn't say it was the last time we'll ever play together. <laughs> <laughs> That's terribly funny. It is, in fact, true. Um, I, we'll talk about them at another point. And I, I do. I will give you that, that, in fact, Jimmy Buffett had a lot of influence on a lot of people. He did. And the, the best song of his uh, from mine is real early from the poetry period. And, of course, I can't even say it out loud or I'll start crying. But he went to Paris. If you've never heard it, go listen to He Went to Paris. Yeah, I will. You'll be this. glad you did. <laughs> All right, friends. Y'all do this now. My, my audience is very, very loyal, folks. I need y'all to go to pocketgrammar.com, all right? Because guess what? That sweet voice that you hear every day, those dulcet tones of J.T. Mitchell doing the news, he has a whole lot of depth to him. And if you're going to get stuck somewhere during the pandemic, this is the thing to come out with. This is going to give you information about the difference between among and between. How many of y'all have done that mess? Everybody. On d- down, around, among, <laughs> across, about, a mid, between. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, we're going off the rails. All right, now we're getting. Now the texts are coming in for you. See, <laughs> y'all are funny. Y'all are. These these are the texts we don't read out loud. Yeah, but your your compliments. But are some all of the here. favorite listeners, right? Your comments. So are yeah, thepocketgrammar.com. The put the D in front of it. Thepocketgrammar.com. Y'all. Now come on. And just so y'all know, yeah, I put pictures on the. So if y'all forget this, you can go to the visual on See, the got him up here. on the internet. You know, and we'll have pictures. So you, if you forget it, there it is, right Super there. Talk. TV. All over that nine o'clock hour for you. That's right. Y'all, That's awesome. Thank you, Lance. Thank you for getting up. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I actually for once did sleep last night, and th- this is the problem with working in the news business, is I woke up and, you know, the unfortunate the stuff news. about Jimmy Buffett, yeah. and it happened around yeah. 2 a.m. last night when I was sound asleep. See? We have to get people up every now and then for one reason or another. Appreciate you so very, oh. very much. And by the way, please tell Francis Milam that I'm in love. I'll text right after and, this. Uh, and, and just let's go. Let's do some more. I want to see all of them. Well, thank you so much for the thank support. Thank you so much. J.T. Mitchell, Pocket Grammar, thepocketgrammar.com. Stick around. We'll be back. I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director at the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency works to help those we serve prepare for today and also plan for the future. 
One way we do that is through the Mississippi ABLE program. This program provides the opportunity for individuals with disabilities to invest their money in tax-advantaged accounts without the fear of losing public benefits. You can learn more or sign up by visiting MississippiABLE.com. That's MississippiABLE.com. Are you looking for ways to get involved in your community? AARP Mississippi has opportunities for everyone. Whether you like to volunteer with others or work independently, you can volunteer at your own pace on projects that you're passionate about. It's a way to make an impact in your community while also making lifelong friends. To learn more, visit aarp.org slash ms or call 1-866-554-5382. Paid for by AARP. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Each week, I meet with three people who graduated from our addiction recovery program. These graduates are now gainfully employed and are taking online college courses. Three people who used to be in prison or on drugs, and now they're going to college. How cool is that? One of the reasons God put you on this earth is to make a difference in someone else's life. You can be a part of that at Gateway Rescue Mission. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. If you don't see the rock, you better keep on rolling. Can't find time to make an appointment for an oil change? Rapid Oil Change offers no appointment needed services. Drive in and save big. We offer spacious waiting areas and complete most routine maintenance in 15 minutes or less. Stop by today and see why we've been Mississippi's fast service leader for over 37 years. Rapid Oil Change, where you should be going. If you don't see the rock, you better keep on rolling. Consumer Cellular's award-winning customer support is 100% based in the U.S. And you are 100% based in the U.S. That's something you have in common with Consumer Cellular's customer service. Consumer Cellular's customer service likes pizza. And you like pizza. You want a free month of service, and we want to give you one. We obviously can't wait to hear from you. Visit ConsumerCellular.com slash free month and enter code free month to get your second month free. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Promotion is subject to terms and conditions. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge builders. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to OrchardRetirement.com Bus stop. 
up with day she's there I say please share my umbrella on bus stop bus go she stays love grows under my umbrella all that summer we enjoyed it wind and rain and shine that umbrella we employed it by August she was nine. I know it's a little different but you know what? If we're going to cultivate, we got to cultivate the garden of garden of plants, the garden of words, and the garden of our minds. If we're not always building another piece inside our heads, we're going to lose some. They're going to lose some anyway. Okay, time and and I don't even know what other what else to call it. But things do change. The good news is if you keep putting them in there like a little bit better grammar than you had last time, then let's go ahead and think about it, all right? Now, Andrea, all right. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Andrea lives not in the woods, but she lives in the woods. And this is a just magnificent picture. Well, it's apropos, too, because you had the skunk bowl last night between Baldwin and Boonville. So if anybody's got a pictures of big cats, there was the big cat bowl last night, second annual also. So oh, there you go. In Cahoma so County. Learn something so every yeah, day. Yeah, the skunk bowl, thanks for that photo. I may use that next. <laughs> Andrea's catching skunks. She's, she says she's been trapping raccoons, trap and release, take them somewhere else. She's not interested in collecting raccoons or skunks, but they've been kind of keeping her out of the yard. And luckily, he wandered off and, uh, well, he, he's... He got himself caged, and now he's going to get himself taken someplace else. That's really fun. That, that's delightful. You're, really, you're good at this, Andrea. This is wonderful. Paula from Dentville, hummingbirds. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How wonderful. They are starting to show up. She's got seven feeders, and she's having to fill them every few days. You know, that, that is important if we haven't said it often enough. When you're putting out hummingbird feeders, Make sure, just go touch the feeder. If the feeder feels hot, the water's too hot, okay? You've got to take it down, either put it in the shade or go and make some new mix or something like that. Not only will it be too hot for them, but it's the perfect temperature for fungus to grow, and you don't want that to happen. So that's really great. Um, This is just beautiful. Lovely, lovely red bird. Pretty. Look at all that squash. Oh, my goodness. Rich, that's just beautiful. But that's a particularly lovely picture of the red bird cardinal i do like a cardinal <laughs> and hopefully paul's listening in yeah <laughs> the ultimate the cardinals ultimate fan. Humming, the Hadn't cardinals been, fan and hummingbird yeah, fan hummingbird and cardinals things, not a big not things. a big year for the cardinals but hopefully he'll have a a sweltering crop of hummingbirds to take over i'm looking at the other pictures um that that spencer sent and i think i've seen this before it's it's the stems that are getting eaten and, yeah, I do think it's not like cutworms, but I do think you've got a creature in there somewhere. One of these stems you're going to cut open, you're going to find one of the creatures that has decided to pupate inside of your tomato stem. It's not common for this to happen, and it is one of those things that is the reason why we try to chop up everything as small as possible before we compost it so we can run into any problems that we have and get them, keep them from going into the compost. But it is an unusual thing when you see a stem go up and then just split like that. It, it's not a stressor. It's not like water or sunlight or even heat. Um, in this case, I do believe it's a, a, a critter. I think we got a critter problem in there. That's interesting. 
Y'all are, that's really something. Okay, Mac, I know I didn't reply to you if you're back listening, but I will. I promise I will do that. (laughs) Y'all have got a lot of things you want me to talk about today, and that is part of the joy of doing this. I'm going to give you this one because... I, it, when I when I do the newsletter each week, I do promote one of the stories that has just grabbed me, and in this particular case, it it is uh it's it's both happening and it's also a memory all at the same time. Some trees you may have noticed have ridged bark, and in that ridged bark, soil follow falls or forms. In other words, it's not like you're putting it up there and patting it in so that you can plant in it, but over time, as Maybe the leaves or the branches themselves or a vine that got up in the tree or something like that. Soil actually forms because it's the natural degradation of organic matter. It does not mean that the tree is not in good shape. It's an extra thing. It's using that channel to uh, put, put soil on the branch of the tree. Now, this is a, a study that's been done in Costa Rica which, of course, is a lovely place to go and do research. I can see why they wanted to do it. But it does give us such good information about this. This is called canopy soil because it is, in fact, soil, but it's up in the canopy of the tree. How they figure that out, the biodiversity, what's in there, what's the soil made out of, what grows there, what lives there, those are all things that are difficult. But uh, Utah State and the Imperial College of London put together a team to go and study dozens of trees in Costa Rica to map those canopy soils, try and figure out what that's all about. And how is it, how does it change during the year, during the decade, you know, over the the term of the tree's life? So this is another publication, frankly, that if you had told me and said you're going to send me a copy, I would have laughed. Geoderma. But how brilliant is that? If you look back into the origins of the words, that's really a great thing. The canopy soils in these cloud rainforests, the tropical rainforest, are incredible and rich and busy. There's all kind of things going on in there. So they, they did um, six primary rainforest sites. Okay, now... We have had in the last decade or two decades to begin to describe things as untouched or as primary. And that's what this means, is that they studied the trees in areas that have not been developed, that have not changed, not been changed by humans um, from, from however long. So what they looked at were things at a particular level of sea level, above sea level, and an annual temperature, you know, trying to understand about the rain and the fog, because that's all part of the cloud rainforest. Well, <laughs> I really love this. You would expect invertebrates being a lot of it you know think um things some teeny teeny tiny critters little bitty little bitty critters you would assume that that would be in there because something's got to be stirring the soil up all that time but there's also some bird species that are supported by those critters because that's their food source so they're birds that will live in the tree because their food is right there next to them pretty smart on their part i also like very much that the soil mats within the ridges of the tree, which is, of course, the soil and the little moss that grows on top of it, and then the plants, which might be epiphytes or might need the soil. They might just be growing on it or they might be growing in it, just depending. All of those things are their own little teeny tiny forests. 
So what I see from this study and from the, the, the notoriety that it is getting, we're going to see fairy gardens or we're going to see bonsai gardens that are kind of put together so that we're growing things not only on the surface, but also in the plant, in the tree. We can we can replicate this habitat. This is very, very clever. And I can tell you one way that it's done. When we filmed my dog Skip in Canton in the 90s, as, as happens here oftentimes, we invite people to look at locations for movies in the springtime when the weather is good and everything is in bloom and the whole world is green and everything's just gorgeous. And then they come back to shoot the film in the summer and it's not quite so green and lush. Okay. For example, resurrection fern, as you know, grows on the branches of oak trees, but only in wet weather. So because they had seen the resurrection fern, and if you look at the movie My Dog Skip, the opening shot comes through it, you will see that. And that that particular resurrection fern was, of course, brown and crispy in July when they were filming the movie. So my job, and yes, I've had some odd jobs, this is one of them, I loved every minute of it, was to hook a sprinkler up on that branch, turn it on to run just lightly. If I'd had a soaker hose, it probably would have been even faster, but I had a little low-pressure low sprinkler, watered the branch, and created the opportunity for the resurrection fern to grow. Okay, So that's really what we're talking about when we're talking about canopy soils. We're talking about things that may or may not be growing something all year long in the tropical rainforest they are, but in other places, it's really just a little... Some creatures live there. The birds live there so they can get to the creatures. And we all have the advantage of being able to see things like resurrection fern. It's very cool. I do like epiphytes, um, you know, plants that live on other plants. <laughs> That's such a funny definition, but that is really the, the definition. I like that. Uh, That's fun. Really nice, nice, nice morning around here. We're looking at hummingbirds, looking at food plants hey and there's a little <laughs> trivia for you today what you got uh what did i, I miss now what paula I? texted in a picture of her uh hummingbird feeder and a hummingbird kind of hovering above it and it was a little it's a little far away for me to put it on there so it just looks like a hummingbird feeder in a tree but paula is from dentville mississippi now tell me where dentville is and there's no, you you know the area because I'm, the yeah, Bayou I'm not, Pierre. I was going to say I'm not going to. I'm going to let somebody else yeah, tell you because no, I know about where it is. The Bayou Pierre runs through there, and that's an amazing swimming river bayou. Oh. In this, oh, it's a it's a up up river about two miles. I've swam it all around Carpenter, and it's beautiful. But Paula, you live in a beautiful area. Now the piece of trivia is: what's the other name for the community of Dentville? Learn something new every day here. Okay, Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff. Right. So you got Pine Bluff and Dentville and yeah, Pine Bluff. That's right. Now so come on. There's a cemetery there named Pine Bluff Cemetery <laughs> and Mount Zion Cemetery. And, but there's two names there. There, it, there. there was a Pine Bluff there. There once. was at one there, time. There was at one hey, time. I learned that there's there used to be a Rankin County Agricultural High School. And if anybody well, that would make sense. Yeah, anybody I mean, remembers that. I can see why know, that would have been there. Y'all know where yeah. it was. Uh, let me know because I, I I found the plot for nineteen twenty seven how they laid it out. It was actually, you would have loved it because it was gardens and everything and cattle and pigs. And it's really cool. I'm going to find that and, and cool. bring you the, the image of the hand-drawn 
map of the campus of Rankin County AHS and how cool that was to look. I mean, just we will hear from somebody if not yeah. today, they'll email us and, and tell Denville's us all about beautiful. It. I mean, that area is so pretty down there. Absolutely beautiful. That's great. Thank you. Well, see, we literally learn something new every day. I have been particularly intrigued by. This whole notion of the the bat week last weekend and, of course, the full moon this week, more people have been outside than ever go outside at night. I don't know about your social media feed, but I've got moons all over the place as well as bats. And I was surprised that, thank you, Jesse, <laughs> the bat that Jesse showed us was uh, on social media was something else. But th- this whole question of what do they do, and how do they do that? Well, we all know that they eat insects, and that's really the best part for us. The fruit bats that live in our part of the world, or that are dominant, there are others, but the ones that are dominant, um, really do make a difference in our population. And that's important for all of us. I, we we should all have that... Uh, that <laughs> I started to call someone's name. I won't. But you do need to have a bat house if you have a place to put it. University of California, Berkeley, though, is working on their echolocation. You know, bats basically know where to fly because they know where things are based on the waves that come to them, things that they hear. And learning that we have so much more going on in our ears than we do in our eyes, for example, makes sense. That, that their ears are ten times bigger than you know their um, than their than their eyes would be, but publishing in nature, we we use the hippocampus in our brains. Okay, we have that. It's a it's a map. The the hippocampus holds onto the map of things. It's it's why we are able to go back to the same address even though we haven't been there in a long time and don't have the address in front of us it's part of memory but it's actually a, a, a place memory so if you for example um, if you're if you're working in on the bats you understand that they're all about going out at night taking care of the insect problems and coming back but how do they do that and why do they well, why do they all work together? Why are they so collective? Why are they able to do those things? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, Jay from the Res says, uh, how should I hang a bat house and, how, and will they use it? Yeah, they will. Um, the best thing about hanging in a bat house is to, that you have to put it up high. You have to think very much like you do when you talk about hanging up purple martin houses. You might you might put the bat house on that kind of a pole, you know, that can be lowered and raised for cleaning it out and away from direct light. And yeah. way uh, certainly a better to, if your if your house faces west, put it on the back of your house. But you want to be up. So the idea would be ideally it would be a tree twice as tall as your house if you have a one story house, about half a backyard away from you. And they they <laughs> eat like. Hundreds of hundreds, thousands of mosquitoes. Hundreds. I mean, they're yes. they're very hungry for them. But they also create a whole lot of guano. So you don't want them attached to your house. You want them attached to something else so that you can go out and harvest the guano and, frankly, grow better plants than I do. So <laughs> it's good stuff, y'all. Collective behavior, though, is wired into them. I think I need a little bit of that. Well, I'm glad for it. Stick around. We'll be back.
Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Please do not use gas appliances for purposes for which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes. Never store flammable materials inside. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in keeping your home or business protected. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards to safeguard your family, your property, and the environment. Our dealers participate in the industry's best practices for propane usage and promote consumer safety education. Visit MSPropane.com. Ready for the big game? You are if you have a Honda generator from Frederick Sales and Service. Frederick Sales and Service can have you game day ready for your tailgate party. Honda Super Quiet Generators are known for being reliable, lightweight, and fuel efficient, so you can enjoy the game without all the noise and hassle that lesser generators provide. Pick up a Honda generator today at Frederick Sales and Service on Highway 471 in Brandon or call 601-824-0074. When you want mouth-watering flavors, friendly service, and a menu that makes the whole family happy, you want Spillway Diner in Brandon, a hidden gem of Old Van and Road. We serve your favorite breakfast, dinner, and daily blue plate specials. From savory omelets to country fried steaks, pork chops, and the best fried chicken and catfish around. There's something for everyone, and everyone leaves satisfied, guaranteed. Come on down to Spillway Diner off Old Bannon Road in Brandon, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook for this week's specials. If you're one of the 100 million Americans who suffer from high blood pressure, this is for you. New Vicks NyQuil High Blood Pressure is specially formulated for people with high blood pressure. NyQuil High Blood Pressure is sugar-free and alcohol-free. NyQuil High Blood Pressure is also decongestant-free unlike some ordinary cold medicines. So look for Vicks NyQuil High Blood Pressure, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, cold, and flu for people with high blood pressure. Medicine. Use as directed. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Your back-to-school ride, hunting camp, shed, and ATV trailer headquarters is Pinnacle Motors. Come check out the selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, all with that great Pinnacle Motors price. Get your head shed for your hunting camp with a discount on all models for a limited time. And trailers to pull that mule or ATV? Pinnacle Motors has those, too. Pinnacle Motors, Highway 471 at the corner of Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon, or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, and hunting sheds and trailers priced to move at Pinnacle Motors. 
Well, hey yourself. I've been trying to decide whether or not I wanted to bring this particular bit of information to y'all today, but I'm going to. <clears throat> we live in America. We live in a place that is unlike any other, and quite frankly, I'm very glad about that. But I gotta say, who did they ask, and what did they? How what? Tulane University has a new study that they've put out this particular week to tell us that. 12% of Americans, 12%, and yes, most likely people between the ages of late 40s and early 80s, <laughs> eat what researchers call a disproportionate amount of beef every day. 12% of Americans are responsible for eating half of all the beef consumed on a given day. The other people are lying. I'm sorry. There's a lot of vegetarians in the world. There's a lot of vegans. There's a lot of people who don't eat meat for religious reasons. Okay, got all that. I'm telling you there's more than 12%. <laughs> people lie to pollsters all the time. And in this particular case, publishing in Nutrients, which I've also never heard of, but they've looked at this. Is, they tracked more than 10,000 adults over 24 hours to determine this. And I'm telling you, if they measured it here, or if they even measured it in the neighborhoods around Tulane, they would have found more than 12% of people. But, you know, there's, they're concerned with, I don't think you should eat all of any one thing, all right? But I'm, I'm probably going to eat beef. I'm, I'm going to eat a lot of, I don't eat anything every day. I have a wide variety of things, and I believe we're finding out that that's actually the healthiest way to approach food. I've got this big story about the Mediterranean health lifestyle being the healthiest. But you know what? It comes down to eating a little bit of meat, eating more vegetables, eating less at one time. Eat, I mean, all the things that you already know, okay? So I'm not going to hold on to this uh, 12%. I'm afraid they're going to try and find out who y'all are, and I'll raise my hand. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, y'all are sweet. Y'all are doing all that. <laughs> it's, this is, in fact, coming up on Cheese Pizza on Tuesday. It's Cheese Pizza Day, by the way. Yeah, Tim yeah, yeah. I, I love Tim. Joined, yeah, I was trying to figure us. that one out for a minute. I'm like, Tim, what, what's going on here? You're making me hungry, guy. That's right. But, yeah, we got Pizza Day coming up. We have pizza day coming up, and and um, all kind of other crazy things. I don't. This week, this this is a funny one. There's there's not always that many different things going on, but this particular week we've got pizza and read a book day, and we've also got drink beer day. So. I don't see why we can't put all three of those together and just celebrate every day. Yeah, you know. Well, and Paula, thing. Paula got back to us. Oh, good. On uh, Dentville, and her, she said her dad helped build the church at Pine Bluff, and uh, the scene where they eat the horse meat at cousin's house and steal the car and her yep. brother where art yep. thou was yep. filmed yep. there. Yep. So yep. I figured yep. you would like that. Little oh tidbit. yeah. Oh well, now wait a minute. I need to talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> <laughs> you you know Dentville better than you thought. Huh? I, I know that particular place. Uh, they give you a GPS when you have to do these things. You don't necessarily know where you are. But, yeah, that's fun. That's great stuff. Harvest Barn, welcome in, y'all. Hey, it's good to hear from you. Ray, grandmother raised the beef and chicken and pork that they eat. Meat on the table every day. We eat lentils at least twice a week. You know, they're the people that finally gave me a lentil recipe that I could stand. 
I've tried to eat lentils all my life. I can eat them in curry, but as far as eating them as a, a, another thing themselves, it was always very difficult for me, but they helped me a lot with that. I think it's a matter of balance. It's like your mama said, you know, moderation in all things, including moderation. You, 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 have, to, you have to give yourself the opportunity to spread your, your wings a little bit. And, and we have one more. I don't know how hungry this is going to make me hungry because I really like sourdough bread. How come the pandemic... Baking of sourdough became so great. People ended up with truly uniquely sour sourdough. Um, I, I honestly, this this is another one of those things that I, when I was flying back and forth to the West Coast on a regular, fairly regular basis, you could not come back this way without bringing the gigantic sourdough loaf of bread, or your friends wouldn't let you in the house. <laughs> My mother wouldn't let me in the house. You had to bring back. That that's the first time I ever brought shopping bags on an airplane was to carry back bread, but it is in fact a starter. That's why you can't just go bake it. You got to have the the yeast and the bacteria that causes it, the, causes the bread's dough to actually do what it does and thus create fermentation and thus create the sourdough. But we haven't studied them until now. Because everybody just kind of took what whoever gave them the starter and went and baked the bread if that's what they wanted to do. But what they're doing now, of course, is looking at the technique called sensomics, which is the word you can take home tonight and use at the dinner table. This is the way that we measure the crumb, the soft part inside of the loaf. And that's where the sour is. That's where the texture is. And quite frankly, that's where they've got this particular notion of why it's so much better they were able to i mean it's just so funny i love how they have quantified this and indeed this is our friends from the american chemical society that i keep telling you i'm so devoted to they're presenting this i hope with samples at their fall meeting this next week and what they did was to they they used their method of measuring sensomics New in new studies to figure out these breads that so many people had begun baking to test the starters because now that they're they're out there, people have got to keep baking the sourdough bread. What they said it was the first time that they the key taste and aroma compounds were able to be documented, so that in turn you want to bake this one, you'll be able to take the starter and make it happen that way. So it's pretty cool. Um, unified flavor quantitation. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but what they were trying to do was to figure out how the unique taste and the aroma, how it, it tasted and smelled at the same time. And we don't usually measure both of those things at once. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good idea. We do need to do that. Well, I, I know that this is going to be a big weekend for a lot of folks. Many, many people have Monday off, and I, I trust that there will be, you know, a little bit of rainfall, a little bit of barbecuing, a little bit of grilling and this and that going on. And I hope that while you're so busy, you will find yourself a moment to go to thepocketgrammar.com and order plenty of the books. Um, JT didn't ask me to do that, but I'm here to tell you we need to support our writers. Well, and, and again, <laughs> if you forget this, you can always go out to Super Talk Multimedia. Go to the digital yep. media platform. You can watch this baby as it drops. I, I put it at the, uh, you know, up here on video wise, so you can see what it looks like. And two, Nellie's giving you all the information you need to find it, and it, he'll he like will be it. happy to sell them to He'd you. He'd be more than happy for that. We we writers love to write. We love to sell our books even more if that's possible. Now, 
leave you today with one more thing to think about just real quickly. We have a new study from Notre Dame that lets us know that dreams that you have at night can actually spill over into your daytime world and can, in fact, be channeled for productivity. Duh! How much did they pay Notre Dame for this study? I could have told them. Okay, I need the check. But I really do love this. People don't remember their dreams, and so participating in this kind of study, if you're one of those people that doesn't remember your dreams, put the piece of paper next to the bed. When you wake up, write it down. It may be words that you don't necessarily connect later, but another day from then, it'll make sense. Or you may go back to that same place in the dream. It really is an epiphany when something that you've dreamed about comes to fruition in the real world. It's not like you made it happen, but it is kind of like gardening. You had to plant that seed, didn't you? All right now. Come back next week. We're going to do this again. It's the Garden Mama Show. This is Super Talk. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communications. We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Peace of mind goes a long way. As parents, we want to make sure our kids are taken care of in the future in all aspects, right? Especially financially. The Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services offers a savings program to help their clients achieve a better life experience by offering a way to alleviate some of the unknown financial worries. Mississippi ABLE is a federal program which enables individuals with disabilities to save money in tax-advantaged accounts that may be used for qualified disability expenses while keeping the eligibility for federal benefits. Learn more about Mississippi ABLE at MississippiAble.com. Say big at Troy Brand Furniture's Labor Day sale going on now. Choose your Lazy Boy recliner from over 500 in stock starting at $399. Save $200 on big man recliners and also save over $300 on reclining sofas and love seats. But the savings aren't limited to Lazy Boy. Save on bedroom, dining room, and mattresses up to 24 months no interest financing. Go shop for the brands you trust at Troy Brand Furniture in Hickory and their new location on Front Street Extension, Meridian. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.